You know, there's a reason that the show is called Breaking Bad and not Breaking Good. Hey everybody, and with all due respect to Brian Cranson, this is Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast covering AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm your host, Aaron. That's so not our normal intro, and I'm your other host, Jim. It's so not, I actually almost said I'm your host, Jim. <laughs> I was so feeling the flow. Yeah, alright. We've gone, this is a bizarre. We're going to tell them what episode uh, It's episode 501, Live Free or, or die, die Hard. Trying. Trying. Die hard trying to live free. I like the awkward moments at the beginning of our podcast. Oh, sure. There's <laughs> and there's not just a few of them. Uh, we're this is the Bizarro cast because uh, I'm going to run the outline and Jim's going to do feedback. Yep. We're flip flopping and seeing how that goes. Uh, you got anything to say up front for news? Uh, no news. No, no news. news. What do you think of this episode, though? Uh, this is I feel going to be an unpopular opinion. Nope. Not super impressed with this episode. Uh, yeah. Same here. I would say on a Breaking Bad scale, on a regular TV scale, this is looking at six and a half, pushing seven. Mm-hmm. On a Breaking Bad scale, I'm going to t- say it's a three or four, and yeah, I'm struggling to. Four. I'm struggling to remember a worse episode. Uh, there are certainly worse episodes, um, and there are certainly better season openers. I mean, Box Cutter from last season, obviously sure. fantastic episode. Um, even I would say the season premiere or the series premiere rather. Oh God. Yeah. That so was good. good. So good. Um, I think I'm a little there's... disappointed with this one, but, but I think it did some stuff that it needed to do as far as the character development. Yeah. And I mean, I knew, I knew intellectually it couldn't equal box cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the problem with box cutter is you had that fantastic episode and then you had about three or four episodes of kind of dicking around and set piece. And I'm hoping sure. that. There won't be as much of that in the beginning of this season since we front-loaded kind of all the set development here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I, I can't remember one where I felt more kind of meh about. I know there was a few involving the Cousins in season three, which mm-hmm. I think is a fantastic season. But th- And I thought you some of those were – You hated the end of season I, two. I hated the end of season two. So, <laughs> like, but, but I'm saying – you know, we're still talking a six or seven on regular TV standards, but still, I was yeah. you know for a year of buildup, and I've got just a, a lot of grave structural issues uh, with with the show. So, and we can get into that as we get mm-hmm. to the recap. Are we ready to do that? Uh, maybe I did want to touch a little. You said like intellectually, you knew that this couldn't really be as good as Box Cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, is that because there was no big bad villain to compete with? Walt? No, I mean, my problems, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. uh, are the flash-forward. Oh, you didn't like the flash-forward. I did not like the flash-forward, and I didn't like the way certain characters played off of Walt, and I really don't huh. like Walt at this point. You're not supposed to like Walt but, at this point. But he's not... You don't enjoy watching him anymore? Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. I think he's now a, one of the least interesting characters on the show. Huh. 
When you okay. got, I mean, think about it. You, when you got Jesse and Mike, yeah, and even Skyler mm-hmm. and Hank and Walt, rank those in order of interest. Uh, my interest actually, surprisingly, is Skyler number one, Jesse a very close second, um, Walt, and then Mike a very distant fourth. I don't really care what Mike does at this point. What about Hank? Uh, yeah, he's kind of boxed. He's kind of uh, comboed up with Walt because uh, that's kind of his storyline, right? Rest he's in tied peace in, combo. Yeah, he's tied in with Walt there. Mm. Okay. So he's, he's down there on the list with Walt. Yeah, um, which that's kind of shocking to me that – I don't know. So I, I I feel like to talk about it more, we'd have to get into the actual recap. Yeah, well, let's do it. Okay, so season, it opens up. Uh, he's not breaking ba- bread. He's actually... <laughs> breaking bacon. He's not breaking bad. He's not breaking bread. He's breaking bacon. And he's snapping into and spelling out 52, which, of mm-hmm. course, harkens back to the season opener. Where the he series was, opener. Yeah. The series opener, season one, where he was making that, or Skyler made it for him out of veggie bacon. <laughs> the nasty veggie bacon. Here he's eating, you know, fully leaded bacon, mm-hmm. but he's very sad when this camera pans around and we see him. He looks like a homeless man's version of Walter White. Yeah, he does. Got his hair back, scruffy beard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's in kind of a military uh, tire yeah, a little bit. He's manifestly alone. Yeah. And, you know, this is kind of, um, I guess you'd call it bittersweet celebration of his birthday party. Uh, lots of interesting p- bits in the dialogue uh, yeah. when she offered him the free breakfast. But can we can we talk about the first thing you notice okay. in this episode? What is that? No wedding ring for Walt. You know, I did not notice that. The first few times I watched it, I actually saw that on Reddit. Me too, yeah. So, uh, But that's I think that's a pretty important point in this scene. It's got to be, right? It has to be. It either, well... It doesn't necessarily have to be because I noticed that in the next scene, um, after they get done with buying the gun and everything, mm-hmm. they go back to the phone call from mm-hmm. last season, the very end of last season. Right. And Skylar's not wearing her wedding ring either. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that actually means that Skylar is no longer around him or if it just means that neither of them are wearing their wedding, wedding rings. Mm-hmm. But Even though he was wearing it last season. And they're know? still married. She never went through the divorce. Exactly, yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about uh, number one. Did you have a problem? Some people did with the driver's license that it actually had his real birthday on it. Does it? Well, if 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 he's celebrating his fifty second birthday and he whips but out the dr- driver's license to show the lady, and she's like, "Okay, free breakfast," then it would. I would wager that they match up. Maybe. Uh- it's possible. He, I've got a crazy theory okay. on this. Um, I think that after reading a lot of listener feedback on this um, and looking at the date and uh, the fact that – did you know that Skyler's maiden name was whatever name he said? I can't remember. Right. Um, did you get that? I didn't what write it was? down. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, her, that's Mr. her Mr. Anderson, name. I think it was. Mr. Anderson, yeah. And he needed a phone call. Uh, <laughs> no, that is Skyler's maiden name, mm-hmm. which is striking me weird because I don't think anybody worth their salt would give Walter the alias of his wife's maiden name. Right. If, if he's using a disappearer. So I think it's actually Walt trying to disappear himself. Oh, it's Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. 
So you think he's done this all on his own horsepower? I think he has, and I also think if you're going to say that that's his real birthday, his real 52nd birthday, that he didn't think to change his birthday either. Well, I was thinking, I don't know a lot about fake IDs, but I would think that one of the maybe cornerstones are change as few of the details as possible. Because if but if you're trying to hide from someone... But what's your birthday? Change as many of the details really? as possible. I don't know. And don't use a name connected with your family yeah, very directly. For sure. That's, that's a red flag. That's yeah. a red flag. Maybe the carp. Maybe the uh, carpet cleaner guy was not nearly worth his salt. <laughs> he might. He might not have been. He did know uh, two hundred thousand dollars. My ass. <laughs> um, yep. So let's talk about the dialogue. I thought it was interesting, and Melissa Mayers um, from Entertainment Weekly brought this to my attention. But the lady saying, because he's like you know poo poo and a free breakfast, and she's like free is good. Mm-hmm. Even if I was rich, free would still be good. Yeah. Which ties into the live free or die hard. Or, God damn it. It's like, <laughs> by force of will, I'm not going to put the heart at the end of there. All right. Um, but that's kind of a statement yeah, right. at Walt's situation. It's better, even if you're rich, it's still better to be free. Yeah. And at this point in the series, uh, apparently he's still toting around a, money, a bag full of money, but it seems like his freedom is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Certainly his happiness seems to be in jeopardy. Uh, that's hammered home with him being from New Hampshire, which is the live free or die state. Yeah. Um, next we see, So I think I know where you're going with that is you're basically saying that he's trying to stay out of jail at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, he's doing something to keep himself out of jail, either that or going out guns blazing. Yep. Uh, next we see Jim Beaver who plays uh, Sheriff Shelby on justified. <laughs> yeah. And here he's the weapons guy. Yep. The he, guy who sold him the snub nose. He's 38 snub. Yep. Uh, they meet in the bathroom and uh, they exchange a packet full of money. And uh, interesting note that a machine gun like that goes for something between seventy five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. All right. And do you think there's any significance? Uh, first of all, do you think there's any significance for him driving a Volvo? That was Gus's yeah. mobile. Yeah, I thought that was a cool tie-in. Did you see the comparisons on Reddit of Gus's facial features when he was meeting with mm-hmm. his henchman and Waltz? Yeah. It seems like Brian Cranston is deliberately channeling Giancarlo Esposito here. I like it. I think he's taken a lot of cues from Gus. He's he taken his car. <laughs> he's taken his car, his face. Uh, I think he respected Gus enormously. Actually, he took his face twice. Mm-hmm. Borrowed <laughs> it once and took it off. <laughs> right. Do you think there's any significance to the fact that it was very conspicuous that that was tracer ammunition? Tracer ammunition? Yeah, the cans all said that it was like, you know, NATO 7.62, oh. whatever, but it's, the cans all clearly said tracer rounds. No, I didn't notice that. Um it's interesting because there's two. The thing I thought automatically was the MythBusters episode where they're trying to explode a car, mm-hmm. and the one thing they found was that that worked from range was like a machine gun type with incendiary and tracer around ammunition that that would actually ignite huh. the gasoline vapors. Uh-huh. Second thing I saw on Reddit that some I guess that that's associated with. Um, like if you're shooting at a helicopter with a machine gun, oh okay, that you you know since you don't have any visual reference, you're actually basically walking the the ammo into the into the chopper yeah because you wouldn't be able to see where it hit behind that would be pretty epic if there was some kind of like half-life esque <laughs> surface tension uh-huh. gun b- battle with a helicopter yeah. that can't be right i don't know man the the tracer is an interesting twist though an interesting wrinkle yeah it's a very specific detail if you're just looking yeah. for generic ammo boxes i think you could find them you, it's almost like that's something that they'd had to add in in production yeah 
Uh, let's, let's tear apart this flash forward. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I don't like about it. Um, right. You know, flash forwards are famously hard to pull off. We talked about mm-hmm. um, in The Season Walking two. Dead. Oh, okay. Where they did a flash forward and, and for a, per, a particular episode, and we talked about how it really destroys the tension, and you yeah. kind of know what's going to happen, and you, you know you kind of like put your brain in neutral. I feel like they're really toying with that because we know a year because because so fifty he hasn't gotten to his fifty first birthday yet, mm-hmm. but we're close. Yeah, um, as far as we can tell, and so we got a year into the future. We know Walt's not going to die cancer. Walt's not going to be in jail. Walt's not going to be incapacitated. Mm-hmm. He's still going to have money. That seems like it gives us as an audience a lot of information about him uh, and where he's going to end up eventually at the end of the season. Yeah. Why do that? And it, it answers it. Mm-hmm. It begs a lot of questions like why is he wearing his wedding ring? What does he need a machine gun for? Why does he look so <laughs> desperate? Why was he in New Hampshire? Uh, yep. Um, well, he. we don't know that he's in New Hampshire. That's just a fake ID. I don't mm. know that he ever left Albuquerque, honestly. Was interesting, to, and and I every freaking critic that I saw uh, that I read, and you know the usual suspects for me are like Alan Sepinwall, Melissa Mears, mm-hmm. uh, James Poniewozik. Uh, they all mentioned that there's a similar thread in Sopranos, yes, where a character flees to New Hampshire when there's the heat is on. Y- yeah, and that, yeah, that might be a nod to that. Did you make anything of that? Uh, I think it's just that. I think it's nod. I think it's a nod. This is a show we like. Okay. You know, uh, we actually had a listener write in about that. So now I'm okay. going to skip their feedback. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, so am I a way off base here, or does this? Because the other thing is, so they're going to flash forward a year. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can cover a year's worth of time in Showtime because this has been no. a fairly real time mm-hmm. show. We've had, you know. 40-some episodes, and there's 52 weeks in a year, and we've covered a roughly a, week, a, a year's time. There was a slight flash forward after Walt's surgery yep. of a month or two, a couple months. Yeah, I think it was a few months. But this, you know, if, if your whole mission for your, this season five, the last season, the finale season, is to give the, the viewers some closure and answer the questions and leave them with the meaningful thing, why would you create a flash forward situation where you're going to have to skip a huge chunk of showtime and we're going to probably left with a lot of questions about how wherever we left off and wherever we arrive in the future how we got there and i just feel like this is setting this up to be kind of unsatisfactory maybe i'm i'm kind of looking at this show as the journey not the destination because like like i saw with lost endings can be very disappointing Yes. Um, but it's not a, just about the ending. Right. It's also about how much fun I had getting there. Yeah. Would you go back in time and not watch Lost just I've because? Never seen, I've never seen the the finale of it, but so many people hated it that I, oh, really? I can't get through it. Now. Well, then you've yeah. got the best of all worlds. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. I got the journey with no destination. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of my angle here is I don't really care if there's a satisfactory ending that ties up all the loose ends and gives us the final outcome for Walt. I just want... I want to see his journey of how he turns from Mr. Mr. Chips to Scarface. Exactly. That's what I want. All right. I'm just registering some grave concern with the structure because I rarely see flash forwards work to do what they want to do. I I will say it is a little concerning because, like you said, yeah. And the other thing is for me, 
Season two is the weakest of all Breaking Bad seasons, uh-huh. and it extensively featured flash forwards yeah, that turned out to Teddy be horseshit, in my opinion. Now, there was a guy <laughs> on Facebook, one of our listeners, said that season two actually was his favorite episode uh-huh. or favorite season. Now, me, I've got a very clear four three one two preference. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, after rewatching seasons one through four in the lead up to five, I agree. Season two is easily the weakest season. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of high points in there, like Jane. Certainly. Uh, and Jesse's storyline, especially. Yeah, Jesse's whole storyline there is really solid. But I just don't like where where it ended up. Sure. Okay. Um, so we come back and we basically have a recap, a shot-for-shot shot remake of the finale. The mm-hmm. final scenes of the finale of season four. Really good performances out of Anna Gunn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just this scene, but all episode. I want to get that over that I am a Skylar slash Anna Gunn fan at this point. Yeah. You're a um, Is it because sh- she lost the weight? Is that what you're, God. Is that what you're back on board with her? No. Do, <laughs> does anyone know why she gained the weight? I thought she had a baby. Did she? Because everyone Maybe. said that, but I've know. never... I, I think I felt like I researched that and I, I didn't come up with anything. It's, uh, I know it's Betsy immaterial. Did, actually. It's immaterial. I never thought she was... You yeah. know, unattractively heavy um, and unhealthily heavy. Uh, and we got some feedback on that, too, that we'll get to. All right. With the mom jeans, the return of the mom jeans. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, our bagging on Skylar. Moving on uh, with the quick. We have a high speed forward, quick cleanup of the house. Got rid of all the My First MacGyver bomb kits that were <laughs> strewn about the place. Sure. And the music is so good. It's this tense kind of techno and it kind of slows down when Walt pours his drink. And then he's uh-huh. like, shh. He kind of like realizes, and then it boom kicks Forgot. right back in. He's bags the lily of the valley. It's very trunk obsessed episode. We have three yeah uh, Tarantino esque yeah uh, mm-hmm. shots of the trunk. Um, Walt Junior comes home, breaks it all down for us in case we missed last season what happened and how. I love his outsider's perspective of just how truly incredible all this is. Yeah, because um, you know we saw it, we don't sink in, but can you imagine? That happening in real life, mm-hmm. like this respected businessman, supporter of the local law enforcement, turns out to be a criminal kingpin and has exploded uh-huh. in a nursing home in the middle of the day. And, some, and your uncle had just taken you there yeah. the, like the previous couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Walt excuses himself. He's got to get a check on Skyler and Holly. He goes and coos over his baby, which is... I thought this theme of this episode was Walt's just detachment from reality. Because yeah. in his own mind, I feel like he still thinks that he's, you know, safe to have around the house. And, you know, it's, it's this is all sure. a big relief. And I thought the, the theme with Walt is his satisfaction with himself in this episode. Right. Like he toasts himself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, he's just so smug. Yes. So smug. It's a, it's, it's, it's a problem. And, you know, when Skyler is like, um, yeah, I'm relieved and I'm scared of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he toasts himself in a mirror, right? And then he says, oh shit. And we realize that he's forgotten something. Um, this, then we cut to a scene from the former super lab and we both got a very strong alien slash Prometheus vibe. <laughs> yeah, we did from this set. Cause they're in the spacesuits mm-hmm. and they got the flashlights and there's flickering strobe lights from the, the camera and weird noises. So everything's kind of wet. Everything's and, wet and dripping. Yeah. <laughs> And it looks scary and gothic. Uh, I I love it. Yeah, it was a good scene. 
Uh, great quote. Quote one of the quotes of the evening is the teeth do this popcorn thing. Uh-huh. So I can't identify any of the bodies. Uh-huh. All the and, and Gomez says like you know whoever torched this place did it upright. So there's a very little evidence, but at the very end they notice that there's cameras. Oh, and not just anybody notices. Hank notices. Hank, Hank, the the lawman, ever vigilant detective. Uh, and it's funny to see. Basically, we see three people make uh, roughly the same realization in three different scenes because the next one is Mike and he's feeding the birds. It's a nice little comedic moment. He's mm-hmm. tough guy and, but he's feeding these, these chickens. The doctor comes out and says something's wrong with Gus. Uh, and we then see a high speed shot of Mike who still doesn't, hasn't fully recovered. It doesn't seem like, yeah, he's still feeling the, the gut still shot. feeling the gut shot. And, uh, he drives and we see the same time <laughs> Walt and him pass playing chicken, playing chicken, just like he was playing with the chickens last so, so, scene. So, Ooh, very nice, Jim. <laughs> I did not catch that. I thought that was pretty obvious. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not the sharpest hack in the tool shed. All right. <laughs> uh, so talk about this. what do you think of this confrontation? Because Mike hates Walt. He does. At this point, he hates Walt. And it was funny because I was caught a little bit of your rewatch of season three. There was genuine affection between Mike and Walt at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think there's more affection between Mike and Jesse. And I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, if Jesse keeps getting in the way, uh, trying to save Walt, Mike is not going to like that for much longer. And because Jesse bodily put himself in harm's way. Like, I believe that were not for him, Walt would be lying face down in the desert right now. Yep. And I think it's funny Mike's reaction is a lot of the reaction we have as viewers. He's like, like, Jesus, what is it with you guys? What kind of sick uh master slave relationship is going on here yeah yeah because from mike's perspective he gave jesse the world and so did gus Mm -hmm. they took him under the wing and they did all the right things and it was against mike's better judgment but he warmed up to the kid and in an instant he turned on him yeah yeah he just can't shake that loyalty for walt Mm -hmm. just can't do it so they debrief him on the fact that the video cameras are a problem uh, Mike asked for the key scumbag. This is a universal <laughs> sign for keys, he which is great. He's right. Anytime you stand next to a car and you put your hand out, yeah, that's what it means. And did he really think someone else was going to drive but Mike? Uh, yeah, right. Not happen unless Mike has been shot in the mm-hmm. gut and has bled out and is incapacitated. That's the only time he's going to be driving shotgun. Yep. Um, next time we see them, he's in Jesse's little uh, former flop house. Uh, he's talking about meter fraud. He's basically impersonating a post office investigator uh-huh. who's basically saying he wants to get in on the action because Gus Fring has been stealing. <laughs> he's been using stamps.com and they don't like he's it. Been... <laughs> <laughs> They're shaving pennies off those stamps, man. <laughs> on the Liberty stamps, the forever stamps. Oh yeah, man. Those are already screwed on inflation. Um, so he basically does that just to find out that they do indeed have the laptop already in their yep. possession. Man breaks a cell phone with his bare hands. Does anybody think that that actually disables a cell phone? Doesn't that just turn the screen off? No, I would think if on you, those flip phones, I would think it if you. Well, he broke it in three places. He like snapped it on his spine and Did then he? broke it again and broke it both halves He's and half. He man, that's what I'm saying. That's hard to do. That that Mike Mantrout is a strong <laughs> dude. 
It's like tearing a phone book in half. It's world strength. <laughs> um, so I really love how Mike is like, okay, well, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. And Walt and Jesse yeah. are just sitting there like, hey, we got to figure this out. This is what we do. And he's like, uh, no, there's no way. I mean. I'm with Mike at this point. I'm I like, was get too. Out. I was too because it's like if there's one thing I've learned from watching a lot of episodes of The Wire is the police evidence room is not something you fuck yeah. with. It's always very but, heavily guarded. Everything's meticulously. This is not something that you can just caper. Then again, I've seen episodes of Justified where you can just walk right in. Got to be law enforcement. Yes, though. if you are a U.S. Marshal, you can <laughs> sure. probably get into evidence rooms. Yeah. Um, uh, well, at this point, Jesse could literally just go with Mike. He's got nothing holding him there except for Andrea and Brock, who could easily come with him. Walt, true. however, can't. He's got he a could. whole family there. The thing is, He'd have okay, to take his family with him. How much money does Walt have left in this? Because we were looking at this graphic um, yeah, that TV dot com made, where they took. What we know, how long we know that Walt worked for Gus and his pay rate, mm-hmm. and it's basically he earned in over the course of six months about $6 million. Mm-hmm. They are estimating after they take the Ted uh, Beneke problem out, the Hank's medical bills, buying the car wash, the laundry money fees. I mean, they're pretty you know detailed with everything. Mm-hmm. They calculate that out of a total earnings of $3 million, $3.1 million that Walt got about $366,000 left. Okay. Um, Fair enough. That's enough to do the cleaner option, wasn't it? Uh, that's sure. No, no, no. It was half a million to do the cleaner option. Was it? Okay, yeah. so he doesn't. But it sure is hell enough to pay for a magnet truck. Yeah. He tells Jesse he doesn't have the money. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know, because the thing is, that wasn't that one of the plot points in Crawl Space, that he was out yeah. of money? No, the the plot point in Crawl Space was he didn't have quite enough money to pay the disappearer. He had some, but he not had some. Enough. He had stacks and stacks of hundreds. Okay, so maybe Easily he does have $300,000. He could, but, yeah. But you're right. That should be enough to pay off a, a dilapidated magnet, <laughs> even... Yeah. Even taking into account that it's all untraceable and it's obviously being used for ill-gotten gain, mm-hmm. it seems like $100,000 would put that away, Easily. no problem. Split between the two of them. With, with plenty of gas money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that all works up. Um, the, li- the, the There's epic mic lines here. I like it how like him and Walt are getting this discussion about a device versus explosive, and he's like, "Oh, you blew up a, a home full of old folks and just getting warmed up. Now you want to yeah. blow up a police station? <laughs> yeah, now you want to kill a bunch of cops?" Uh, so and he he basically this is the Ocean's Eleven scene where someone says this is impossible and this is why mm-hmm. it's got this layer of security and this layer of security and you can't do that and you can't blow it because it's got halon. Yep. As an aside, most places don't use Halon anymore because it's toxic. They oh. use this inert gas called uh, Sapphire. Um, I don't know that I would want to be wow. in a room where that deployed, but <laughs> it's still supposed to. You don't have to wear gas masks and whatnot. I, I would assume to remove enough oxygen that you'd have to make it not breathable. Well, <laughs> right. Right. So the fire goes out. But it's not, like, toxic. Yeah. The yeah. way that they, the Halon systems are. Huh. Um, anyway, um, so they come out with the magnet scheme and there's a lot of problems I have with this 
caper, but they do some hand waving away about like, well, the truck's made of plywood and aluminum. Yeah, which makes sense. It does make Except sense for the the engine parts. Yeah, I would think the, the engine steel. block yeah. and the exhaust system, all that stuff, mm-hmm. would and the the rims would definitely be steel. And just like the cigarette lighter in the dash, and just like things would be ripping off of this truck left and right. Yeah, the keys and the car ignition. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know. So my suspension disbelief had not broken at this point, but Mm. um, we see that Jesse spots Walt the money, which is another that blows Mike's mind. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he gives the whole, look, the only way I know this isn't going to work, Mike, is if we don't have you with them. Yeah. So why does Mike stick with them? Why doesn't Mike just go with his, you know, get the hell out of Dodge? That's a really good question. That's what I can't understand here. Do you think that he's like, well, I can always get the hell out of Dodge you know, mm-hmm. anytime. Sure. Uh, maybe. And I wonder if his granddaughter or whoever that is, his niece or something. He's, I wonder if that. He's not as jazzed about leaving Albuquerque as. Yeah. What you, you might expect. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, next scene, Skylar gets a car, wa- a visit at the car wash by Saul. Anything uh, to say about that? Oh yeah. Yeah. She told him not to come in there and he comes in anyway. Wants her uh, to do the Sergeant Schultz routine. Tell, I know nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> yeah, it tells her that Ted's not dead. Right. Ted just woke up. Uh, your opinion on that plot point? Because we were convinced Ted was dead. Yeah, yeah. As He's doing the dead man we twitch as made famous by uh, the movie The Rock. For yeah. The Rock? When did that happen? You remember when Sean Connor killed that dude by dropping the air conditioner on him and Nick Cage <laughs> trying to disable the bomb and the dude's legs like twitching? No. And he's like, Is 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 that normal? And he's like, What? That that leg twitch thing. Goes, yeah, dead bodies do that. <laughs> Listeners can't see it, but that gesture is a dead ringer for Oh Nicholas I was. Cage. I was totally doing the dead man twitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, I I assumed he was dead at that point. Right. Um, although we do have listener feedback who says uh, that one of us said Ted wasn't dead. Uh, That's a smart halfway person. Through last season, but we didn't ever make an official prediction. Oh, damn it. We could have yeah. got some massive prediction points there. No. I do have a prediction um, that I'll make? deploy here in a minute. All right. Uh, so we saw that Benicky's not dead. He just woke up. Uh, the next scene is pure. This is Breaking Bad gold. I wasn't thrilled with the heist, but I love the scene of them in a junkyard testing this yeah. contraption out. And the junkyard guy, I don't know his name, but he's man, great. he's fantastic. He is wonderful. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you got to remove all your earrings, rings, bracelets, stuff you young guys wear at the ends of your pricks. <laughs> What's with that anyway? Why you got to put it? Something through your prick. Is that the Prince Albert he's talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not up on my... Yeah, that's right through the tip of it. Ugh. No thank you. No thank you indeed. Uh, anyway, uh, Walt has him go out 20 feet because that's about the range of the room. Mm-hmm. Turns on the no, thing. No, it's 40 feet. Oh, it's a 40 feet? Yeah. Turns on the magnet, has Jesse walk slowly forward. Uh, he gets a couple paces. The screen starts distorting, and then, sure mm-hmm. enough, the... Laptops just ripped out of his hands and dashed against the truck. Yeah, which I don't know. It depends on how fast Walt hit that that uh, knob. You know, right. if he flipped it all the way up like he did later on in the heist, right? Then eh, maybe it rips it out of his hands. the The theory is sound, right? A magnet will destroy a hard drive or scramble a hard drive. <laughs> Certainly, uh, imparting that much kinetic force on a laptop <laughs> is going to do bad things to it as well. 
Yeah, but that's recoverable. Yes, a powerful magnet can fuck up a hard drive. Permanently. Like, that data is not recoverable once you hit it with enough mag- magnetism. Yes. Yes, that is true. So theory is sound. I don't know if it works through. Also, little the known same fact: way. it's really like the, everybody says. Well, you can take a hard drive in the lab and recover and do electron. That's bullshit. If you mm-hmm. format a hard drive or wipe a magnet over, it's it dis- permanently destroys the data. Yeah, there's yeah there's you can those labs can recover. Like if it's a fire. Yep. Or, like, the hard drive just fails and it's physically or damaged. if it had been smashed against a truck, they could recover that. Certainly, yeah. depending on how much physical damage is done to the drive. But if mm-hmm. it's wiped, like, magnetically, you know, fucked with yeah. or formatted, there's Data's no way. Gone. Like, a lot of that's a, that's a misconception. you got to do a military format and format it seven times and write with <laughs> zeros and then ones. And that's, no, that's not, that's not, that's actually, actually fiction. Yeah, low-level format and you're good. Yes. Uh, so... What I didn't – the thing is, is I was convinced when I woke up Monday morning there would be multiple threads in Reddit just tearing this plan apart, and I didn't find a single one. Apparently, everyone buys huh. but me that you wire 21 <laughs> car batteries together in 42 series. to double the Well, power. one's in series, which doubles <laughs> sure, the, the – sure. which, which increases the voltage, and the others are in parallel, which increases, increases the amperage. The amperage yeah. yeah. So apparently you do that, and you can take a battery or a car, a, a magnet that can lift a car, which mm-hmm. that's a powerful magnet. Very, very, yeah. Um, but it can't pick a magnet. It can't pick a car off the ground from like ten feet away. Yeah. Uh, you can basically have something rip rip something out of someone's hands from you know mm-hmm. twenty thirty feet away. Yeah, I mean. That's the part that I don't know about. And I'd like to see some electrical engineer break that down yeah. and say, okay, this is how much – for that distance, this is how much voltage and amperage you need right. to erase that hard drive. And I've got other problems, but they'll keep until we get later on in the episode. So Skylar goes to visit Ted in the hospital. But here's the thing. This isn't, this isn't MacGyver, right? Right. We don't need to know that this works 100%. Uh, true. It's, it's the concept I think yes. that they're going for well, it. That's, that's, I guess, where I'm going to get to my problems. Because the other thing is, on the off-season, I did some research. And some of – there was an interesting uh, Ask Me Anything thread with a biochemist about breaking bad subjects because he actually cooked oh. meth as well. And <laughs> okay. he's basically poo-pooing a lot of their science that, like, you know, that uh, um, fluorine – fluoric acid is not really the thing you want for dissolving soft tissues and proteins and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And – some of the other things they did. So it's like maybe the science the, the, the science has got a nice sciencey flavor, but it's not mm. necessarily as accurate and awesome as we may think it would be. Well, I know there are times during the meth cooking where they – Deliberately get del- things wrong. Yes. they On purpose, they will mess something up so you don't know how to make meth. Which is – I always think that's retarded. I agree. It's like, why can't you put bomb-making plans on the internet? Well, you can. You can. Yeah. But there's a lot of people, like Tom Clancy famously uh, in, uh, I think it's Some of All Fears, where they blow up Denver. Spoiler alert. Um, He deliberately changed the details of how you build a bomb. Hmm. And even he said in the preface, it's kind of ridiculous, but look, Mm -hmm. I just don't, you know, I want to be able to sleep if someone ever does this. Um, So I don't don't know. My point is just ultimately... I don't think the exact science matters here. It's just the ideas. It's a plausibility, and that's why I'm going to get yeah. to the next okay. scene where I have problems with it. So Skyler's visiting Ted. Uh, he looks super rough. Great scene. 
Great it, scene. I, I, I at first my first reaction is Jesus, Benicky's alive. This is stupid. But <laughs> I actually, if all it pays off is this scene, I'm kind of happy. Yeah, because it shows Skyler's rapid evolution from you know season one Walt to season three four Walt. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, she kind of had the season one Walt reaction of, oh, Jesus, I can't believe this, and this is all my fault. Then yeah. halfway through, she's he's like season two Walt, where he's she's watching Jane choke to death in her own vomit. I was going to say, this is very reminiscent of that moment, because yeah. it's not like Walt wanted to kill Jane. Right. It's not what he set out to do, and it's not like Skyler wanted to hurt Ted. Yeah. But it happened. It worked out and that they way. And they just let it go. They just went with it. Yep. And, and when she says good... Yeah, that sent chills up my spine. Because, oh yeah, like you said, it's very Hardcore. very rapid. Uh, her descent into a Breaking Bad, and I don't feel bad for Ted because they made Ted out to be kind of a dumbass asshole anyway. He was dumb about the whole thing, and he didn't care whether or not it affected Skyler. No, so you know that's kind of uh, it's interesting because Vince Gilligan, the Villigan, says that he's very much believes in karma. And he mm-hmm. likes to watch that out. And I think that if that is Ted's karmic payoff for sleeping <laughs> with another man's wife and embezzling money and cheating on taxes and leaving Skylar out to dry, yeah, whoa, Walt's got an ass load coming to him. Yeah, Walt can't get out alive if that's I think that's, a, that's an authentic Buddhist term. He an has ass-load. an ass load of karmic retribution coming to him. <laughs> uh, so the other thing is, Ted's dead in before the end of this mini season, right? Uh, why? Uh, Walt, you think he's going to tell that's a somebody? Loose, that's a loose end. It's certainly a loose that end. That can easily be taken care of. By Walt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, if and, he, if and he also, steps out of line at all, he's dead. You're right. I don't think... I, how did Mike deal with the cousins? Uh, he killed the one that... In the hospital. Yeah, he... He injected him with something. I feel like there's – we already see how it can be done, and I just don't see Ted making out of the season alive. Yeah, you might be right about that. It's a loose end. Is that your official prediction? I'm official prediction. Okay. Um, I, Mark I don't, it up. I don't, want, I don't want to keep it to season 5A. I want to keep it to season 5 total. Okay. But Fair I don't enough. think he makes it out of this series alive. <laughs> All right. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And, and there's no speculation there. We're going to – we're going to know definitely he doesn't, right? Yeah. You can't just say, oh, well, I assume he did Yeah, we haven't seen out. him for several episodes. He yeah. must have died. No, it's there definitely okay. it's going to be a plot point. He's going to die. What if he smashes his head again and the oranges drop on him? <laughs> be tanger- <laughs> It'll be tangerines this time. Wouldn't it be great if he tripped over his rug again and slid into the... <laughs> Finally does physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> or there's a rug in the physical therapy room and he trips and breaks his neck. Oh, man. Uh, next scene is the actual heist, and I gotta say, Mike is a machine, right? Yeah, he is, he's got the sweet science going when it comes to breaking into places. Yeah, he does. He's just so smooth, and everything looks very professional. Not even a regular screwdriver. He's got one of those push screwdrivers. It's gone, and he's, he alligator clips that shit, and everything, Mm -hmm. that looks so real and practical, and he looks like he is extremely efficient. You know, it's like that's mm-hmm. clearly not the first or tenth time he's done this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so just as he leaves, the B-team arrives. I like in that one shot where my, Walt's kind of prepping the, the device. Did you notice that they made it look like his eyes glowed red like a Terminator or like a demon? Uh-uh. You didn't notice that? No. 
Um, they had the light reflecting off his glasses, and it was like these two red lights in his eyes. And he looked like either, mm-hmm. you know, how sometimes you're driving down a road and you see a possum in your headlights, uh-huh. or a dog, or a cat, or a Terminator. That's what he looked like. Uh-huh. Um, so they fire up the magnet, starts with the paperclip moving. Yep. yep. You see. The, I thought this was pretty cool. The trike the pedaling itself across the room uh, was so fro- it was so cool. The lamps on the ceiling being uh, pulled over towards the wall. Then all hell breaks loose. Uh-huh. All the shelves come over. Stuff starts flying off the shelf. Yep. And Walt just can't help himself. He has to crank it up to 11. Was that to make sure, or was that just because he's kind of dumb like that? <laughs> well, I saw there was a couple spec, a couple points. Uh, one was that he just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. The other was that he intended to do that as like a, you know, because he knew it was untraceable, yeah, and all that. That he did that as kind of like uh, a calling card. <sighs> Wow. Is he that really? arrogant and reckless? So he's going to leave a van at every... He's going to leave a <laughs> truck at every crime scene from now on? Yeah. I don't know, man. That seems a little too reckless for He's Walt. like Joe Pesci in, in Home Alone. He's got to leave all the faucets running before... <laughs> yeah. The, the way he's the wet bandit. Nice. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so a lot of stuff broke my suspension of disbelief here. Uh, uh-huh. if, if you're going to pull something out to, like this off... Uh, I think that you have to decide how this thing is going to affect the environment and then make sure everything is consistent with that. And I yeah. feel like I wanted to see when the police got men entered the room, I wanted to see shit tear off his belt and like his badge pop yeah, his off gun. and his gun and handcuffs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, maybe the metal door even as soon as he – as soon as he like opened, like it just like flung off the hinge. I mean I, I, I needed to really believe this thing was some all-powerful magnet. Powerful enough to lift a, you know, two ton truck, forty five degrees angle, you know, and I just well, I, at the same time, like you said before, it's not going to lift a car at twenty feet mm-hmm. uh, from twenty feet away, so it's not, it's not like lost where it'll take a hatch and crumple it into a tiny little ball, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a powerful magnet. I believed that it would move things. I did not believe that it would tear anything off of a person mm-hmm. so not even but, a, but the way it ripped that door open so violently it seemed like it should have you know yeah. it seemed like it should have ripped the guy's gun off the door is what really if it's, threw me if it's sucking paper clips off the desk that the dude was standing right next to and that was when it was uh-huh. just turned like the very initial stages yeah as soon as i just feel like yeah there should have been some distress to this officer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, so they're on the – obviously, you know, Walt and Jesse somehow got away on foot to the getaway car, and they're mm-hmm. all escaping. And Mike's talking about what what could all go wrong. What about they find prints? What if they trace it back to the yard? Walt's saying, nope, it just worked. And he's like, you – what did you think of this? Here's the thing I don't – Because I said so? Isn't, doesn't Mike slam on the brakes, whip the car in park, and – backhand him like a child who said are we there yet one too many times i don't even think he stops the car i think he just he just leans back and and delivers the bitch slap i i kind of think so too i don't get this doesn't seem like it's in mike's character to suffer this much smug arrogance from this scumbag asshole as the guy has, has labeled walt at this point i agree but to be fair the episode ends there right we don't see mike's reaction 
But he could have. I would have felt well, he gives him the mean mug through the rearview mirror. But we don't actually see any ramifications yet. But but why is Mike afraid of this guy? Because do you think I don't think he do is? Do you think? Oh, okay. I, I guess I don't understand why he wouldn't just you know beat his ass then. Because Mike does seem kind of fearfully respectful of Walt. Hmm. And I don't get that because I don't think Walt could possibly, on his best day, threaten. He has the only way he got mm-hmm. Gus is he used Gus's personal weakness uh, and, and Uncle Tio against him. Mike doesn't seem to have Uncle w- Uncle. My- <laughs> yeah, Uncle Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike doesn't seem to have any weakness. He kind of yeah. seems like he is invincible. But then again, a lot of people said that about a Gus. That's true. That's true. Up until Salamanca was around. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. Mike took that moment to heart, and we'll see it later. We'll see it play out later. Maybe he's also taken the heart of you know underestimating Walt. That's possible too. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think that Mike ever thought he could get Gus. Right. Oh yeah. And also, so. when he says, "Do you know what you did, Jesse? Do you even know what you did?" I feel like there's going to be a lot of wide ranging repercussions yeah. to this power vacuum. There has to be. That Mike knows, and these guys don't. So Certainly. Uh, we still we see another trademark, uh, Breaking Bad, sped up time shot, show the elapse of time. Um, we talked the last uh, season a lot about these shots, and I'm going to say it this one time, being very reminiscent of a... Um, an art film called uh, Kurokawa. <laughs> You're massacring it. What is it? Koyaneskatsi. Koyaneskatsi. <laughs> well, it is a little tough. It is a little tough, yes. Where it's in- entirely of made up of like regular urban scenes sped up, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that translates into a life out of control. Apparently. And, that's what we said and, and, and we think that that's got some strong parallels to, to, the, to what we see in the action. Yeah, it was good to see that. I mean, it's classic Breaking Bad, right? And They've been doing that series long. So it's the next day, and the cops are doing the re-inventory and the re-entry of evidence into their you know chain of custody. They're making, making note of everything's broken. And mm-hmm. there's two points of the scene. One, to show that the laptop is broken, yeah. whether it you know, has data on or not. Two, uh, that a photo reveals what looks like a bank account in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to come back and bite Walt in the ass? I don't know. I don't know what the significance of this is because there are certainly other loose ends here, right? And, and I mean, we didn't talk about the scene where Mike – or I'm sorry, Hank. They're backing up that laptop. I, I realized that I've skipped that and I was about to come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we should talk about that a little because I feel that's more significant, that look that he gives while they're backing up that laptop. Do you think he saw the video? Uh, y- yes. I want to say really? for, this, for, for the sake of this series, I hope he did because Why? they need to speed this up just a little bit. Do you, you think know? so? It depends on when that flash forward comes into play. If he knows Walt is guilty right now, how are we getting 16 episodes out of this sucker? There's got to be some battle that happens. I mean, when it all comes down to that flash forward, when does that come into play in the timeline of the series? Yeah. Uh, As far as, like... When we're going to see that? Because we don't know if that's going to be the halfway point. We don't know if they're going to flash forward after the season ends. Is that going to be the series finale? Like, yeah. When does that come into play? Right. 
because I feel like now there would be time for him and Hank to have somewhat of a showdown if Walt goes on the lamb and just cuts out. Interesting, though, that he said this whole time that he wants to be this Mr. Chips in a Scarface, and now we've got the machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Does it have a grenade launcher on it? I, I don't think that would be awesome. I, I don't think so, but, I mean, this is going to be a sele- say hello to my little friend moment. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't – I did not buy that – that that Hank that was Hank's. Oh my God! It's Walt's face. Yeah. So fair enough. I think it could go either way, really. All right. Uh, the problem I have with the bank account in the Cayman Islands and that coming back to Walt is wasn't Walt paid entirely in cash? Yeah, he was. So how? Well, in the this world... can go back to Madrigal, right? That's okay. How it possibly we, could tie in, right? And since next week's episode is entitled Madrigal, Madrigal. <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler at this point. Yeah, Something uh, is going to bring the European connection in, into play. Yeah. Uh, anything else to talk about this scene? Because it's basically a broken photo of Gus and his uh, brother. Max. Max, his yeah. quote-unquote brother. And, uh, and behind the frame, there's the bank account information. Uh, we see Walt meeting with Saul, and here Walt's deploying his Gus face. <laughs> uh, they have a debate over the ethics of, of Saul. Uh, we have a funny exchange about Huel risking his life with his fingers like hot dogs. <laughs> awesome. uh, we find out a lot of good, a lot of stuff we didn't know before, or didn't know for sure that yeah, that yes, indeed, Saul is the one that helped Walt pull all this off. And everyone had been speculating that Huel grabbed it. And and also, I kudos to Breaking Bad for actually showing you know if you if you watch that scene, you can see Huel pocketing something, yep. palming yep. something, pocketing. So they laid all that nicely. But Saul didn't know the full details of the poison plan. Yeah. Because yeah. he was kind of horrified by it. So the question still remains, how did Walt get Brock to ingest that poison? Right. Now, Walt, I don't think that's a question because we've already seen Saul giving Brock candy. I well, feel but, like this is... But Saul is, didn't do it. I don't think that. I think Saul didn't know that he's going to put the kid in the hospital. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think the language there. No one said that the kid that. is going to go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, Saul basically says, you know what, we're done. And then we got the famous, we're done, you know, we're, it's over. We're done when I say we're done. Yep. I, Pretty intimidating. I, great I almost scene, great feel bad scene. for Saul in this scene. Yeah. It's like the, the way he played that so submissive, it was. It's such was a weird, a, such a huge change from the beginning mm-hmm. where, you know, they met, of course, it's funny. They met, they've met in circumstances where Saul, Saul feared for his life. And then he realized uh, they were a bunch of jokers. Yep. Now yep. I've come full circle where he's legitimately fearing for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else to say about that? Uh, no. Okay. Um, Last scene of the episode, Walt heard what happened to Ted. Skyler assures him he's not going to talk. Gives her a nice big hug. Whispers, I forgive you. <laughs> Which I thought it's an interesting IFT. Mm-hmm. And now it's IFY as the response to that. Yep. A great work from Anna Gunn again as Skyler. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she-, she played that with such horror and dread and fear that she can't even like she's like just trying not to have any reaction at all because she doesn't know what the hell is going to happen yeah, yeah. she pushes him away or or what mm-hmm. uh yeah, she's scared of this man who she's living with now it's a very tense situation and and that's such a creepy thing walt says 
Yes. Yeah. I forgive you. Like, all the shit that he's put her through. <laughs> I know. And he he forgives her. Mm-hmm. Cra- crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, so that's the episode. Yeah. Uh, I assume we have feedback. Do, we, we, do you have any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts here. Okay. So, you? No? All right. Yeah, let's get the feedback. Uh, let's do some feedback. We have... I, I had to make some brutal deep cuts. You got 27 we had... pages of feedback. We can yeah. read if we're really hustling about seven. Yeah, and I got eight and a half left. So. So, oh, wow. You're really pushing pushing your yeah. luck here. Might be a long episode. Uh, we have one correction that, that withstood that cut from last week. Uh, Shane in Atlanta says that the poster about... Uh, the poster with Walt in the car wash is not Walt in the car wash. Okay. Uh, it's because it has windows on the side of the building. Car wash doesn't have that. It's it's all roof on the side of the building. Oh, uh, so not the car wash that he's in. Do you that think poster. they intended it to be the car wash though? No, I don't. What do you think they? It's it's boxier than the car wash too. Hmm. So we're gonna have an alternate location. Clearly, Probably. we haven't. A lot of the burning questions like when are they gonna start cooking? Yeah. Are they going to start cooking? Where are they going to start cooking? Not even addressed in this episode. I think we have to bring Madrigal into the equation before we figure that out. You Ooh, know, Maybe they'll extend the line of credit to Walt now. That's what I'm wondering, and we have some feedback about that, too. Awesome. So, Let's get uh, to it. All right. I, I pretty much cut all predictions that didn't take into account this episode because so many of them were wrong or yeah, we just don't have time. That's to our policy that. anyway. We don't read predictions that we know are going to be wrong based yeah. on... Uh, so I I apologize to people who I cut, but had to be done. Uh, so feedback from this episode. Bev says, in regards to Skylar, what shocked me the most was that I was more interested in Skylar's story than Walt's, which I totally agree with. Totally agree. Uh, Skylar's horror at Ted's fear of her showed she was just as afraid of what she is becoming as she is of Walt. Uh, Skylar's good was a, co- a combined relief that Ted wasn't going to talk and acknowledgement to herself that she can no longer pretend that she is good anymore. She has broken bad, and now she knows it. Um, she says about Jesse, I predict that Jesse will begin to question if because I said so is enough of a reason to follow Walt. Uh, Walt seems to be arrogantly speeding headlong off a cliff. He has shed any pretense of doing this for his family. He's Heisenberg, and he's doing this because he can't do anything else. Uh, I hope that Jesse gets off the Walt train before it blows up. Jesse, at his core, is still good. He still questions whether or not the course of action he has taken was right. And that questioning is the only thing keeping him from being totally corrupted by Walt. Yeah, my definition yeah. of happy ending for this ep- uh, show is now Jesse gets out and not in jail and yeah. no one he loves dies. Rides off into the sunset with uh, Andrea and Brock. Yeah, like right? maybe if it's even Terminator 2 style where he's going to Mexico and with an assumed identity or whatever. <laughs> I mean, might, might need to happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew writes in says, I have a theory that Walt in the opening flash forward is on a clear suicide mission. Walt's purchasing an M60, which is a military grade light machine gun. This is not a weapon you would use if you're trying to assassinate a specific person or be stealthy. The M60, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Put enough Counter-Strike to know that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the M60 is a weapon you would want if you're trying to suppress a group of armed men and engage in light or engage in large scale firefight. I believe that some or all of Walt's family is dead in this flash forward and that he is doing this to avenge them. This will be the full Scarface moment that you guys have been talking about since you started the cast. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be. The other Kevin F. What if he falls? What if he falls into his own pool at the end? 
Just like Tony. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eladio. Don uh, Eladio. No, well, and also it's a Scarface reference. Oh, very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other Kevin F. from Ontario says, uh, when Junior mentioned the part about the I got my eyes on you, do you, what, when was that in this episode? I don't. I got my eyes on you? Don't mm. know. Uh, but he gave us credit for that because uh, we've been pointing that out last season. I, I was about to say references. that I haven't seen a lot of eye symb- symbolism in this episode. If, if I missed mm-hmm. one, I'm kind of uh, taken aback. I'm off my game. I've uh, gotten fat and flabby <laughs> in my Breaking Bad recapping skills. Apparently. He's also the one that said at one point one of us made the prediction that Ted wasn't dead. Um, so. I'm assuming it's me. I'm assuming it's me. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Tom writes in Hank definitely knows now right He's on to Walt All the creepy stares He's trying to wrap his head around the whole situation All the signs uh, Walter White Which was the WWE out of Gail's book Dean Norris is so good at playing that To where you I could know. argue both directions Well I'm convinced that he gen- He threw that WW out oh, for And said sure. Walter White for sure Because he thought Walter had something for to do sure. with it but then it made so much sense with that poem yes. from Walt Whitman that he was like, oh, of course, that makes right, sense. Right. I was dumb. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, and I think that's the way they played it. And that's why Dean yeah. Norris is fucking the man. Yeah. He's really good in this. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Tom also says, Walt's going to have to kill Hank. That's the only way I see a way out of that problem for him. Uh, he also asks if there are cameras at the nursing home. That's a good question because... Walt and Jesse would be all over those, right? A lot of people mentioned, I don't know if, if we had any listener feedback on it, but Walt kind of being reckless, driving around that truck with his glasses and the tape across his nose. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, if Hank's following up on any video footage that Mike didn't you know, spread, yeah. uh, that is going to be a telltale. Sure. Um, he also says, I think Mike's going to have a heart attack. He looks sick, and he is kind of the odd man out. Fair enough. Uh, I also think Walt Jr. is on to Walt as well. Walt didn't do a good job of pretending to be surprised when Walt Jr. was telling him about Gus. What do you think about that? Uh, The scene where Walt Jr. is so excited about Gus uh, being this meth kingpin. Do you think he suspected his dad about uh, anything there? Nah. No. No. God, no. No. (laughs) No? Couldn't disagree more with that. Is Walt Jr. going to get mixed up in this whole situation? That's been one of my predictions from day one. Well, no, from day one of our podcast, obviously not from the series. Yeah, yeah. It's starting sure. to look increasingly like that's not going to happen, though. I agree. There's not a whole lot of time left. Um, he, I think he's going to find out about it, and it's probably going to be something of Walt's hubris. Yeah. Uh, or being, you know, we've seen any anytime Walt takes any kind of alcohol slash drugs, mm. uh, something bad happens, and he seems to be drinking a lot more of late. Yeah, and when Hank gets in the mix, he's he's jealous of Hank and yes. his relationship with his kids. So. You could tell that when his boy started to say, you know, Hank's going to be a hero. Well, even more of a hero <laughs> than he already is. Walt's uh-huh. like, look, you pissant. I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. I'm the one that took out the drug king, Ben. Definitely. So you're right about the, the hubris. I think he might uh, let on to something because of that. Uh, Mike from Illinois says, I'm fascinated with Walt's Messiah complex from his blatant expectation for some recognition. This leads right into what you were saying uh, from Skyler to telling him or to him telling Saul, we're not done then telling Mike, because I say so to the final and very Godfather ask, I forgive you. Did you pick up on any Godfather hints there with the um, I forgive you? 
Yeah, because that was a little bit in the final scene of Godfather. Yeah, after Michael and he says, "This one time you asked me about business," and then he gives her that hug, and then dismisses her. I mean, oh, also yeah, and the, the kiss, right? And and what about the scene with, with what, when right before she tells him about the abortion? Spoiler alert! In a, in Godfather Two, mm-hmm. he's like, "Look, I understand. I know you know missing the miscarriage has messed you up, and but you're gonna and." You know, that was, I guess this is an inversion where she was not afraid of Michael at all. And she was trying to antagonize her. That's more of a season three Skyler. Uh, This is, Hmm. you know, if if Kate had been truly terrified of Michael. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like she kind of was at the beginning of one or at the end of one. Right. Uh, Maybe she because she thought that that he had killed that guy. Yes. Yes. Um, So uh, anyway, Wendy E. Says, wondering what you think of the possibility that at some point there may be a storyline that Walt Jr. starts using meth. The meth that Walt and Jesse are cooking maybe has a close call with overdosing, and then, and that's when Walt Sr. finally gives it up. Honestly, I see that now as more likely to happen than what we've talked about so far. Yeah, and I think we kind of hinted at that a little bit last season because we saw all the, uh, the, the beer that um, Walt Jr. was trying to buy and him kind of... Doing things that might lead down that road, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, Candace from Denver says, "My prediction is that after seeing the horror on Skylar's face, I predict that she is going to want to protect her family from Walt somehow. She will want immunity in return, uh, giving Walt over to the DEA." That's, that's an interesting prediction. That uh, could definitely happen. That's that's Skylar being the person that turns Walt in is starting to become a rather popular prediction we had several oh, people it? in the preview cast talk about skylar being the one who brings walt down i know we have another listener we will get to who said that skylar might kill walt right also a possibility right <laughs> right yeah uh danny notario says overall not a stellar episode in my opinion i'm reading this because he essentially breaks down this uh magnet thing pretty much exactly how i would have okay uh so not a stellar episode in my opinion give it a six out of ten seven tops to me it felt like endless taxiing down the runway and never getting up to speed to take flight uh i know it's all about suspension of disbelief but this episode had some serious flaws the whole laptop plot was a bit ridiculous i find it hard to swallow that walt would not have considered their surveillance cameras when he was planning to off gus and destroy the lab Fair enough. And those cameras drove him nuts in the previous episodes. True. Remember them following his every move and Walt eventually flipping the bird at Gus via the camera? To me, it's unlikely that Heisenberg would have overlooked that link in the chain. Not only that, why would Gus keep those videos on his laptop, full of incriminating evidence yes. of his drug manufacturing tra- slash trafficking empire, and then leave it in such an obvious place? Uh, to paraphrase Stringer Bell from The Wire... <laughs> Is you videotaping a criminal criminal fucking conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good. Not 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 a good idea, Gus. Uh, then the cops seize the laptop, knowing that it is quite likely a treasure trove of evidence, and they file it in the evidence room before making a backup of the hard drive. Unlikely, but then again, cops have been known to be really dumb. I don't know about that. But they do. They're. Uh, I mean, they're getting very sophisticated. The cyber. You know, like if they confiscate your cell phone or a yeah. computer, that's one of the first things they do. Do mm-hmm. they do 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 do. Uh, I just about turned it off with the magnet thread. Ridiculous concept that they could just drive into a secured area so easily and know exactly where the evidence room was, let alone that the crazy idea would even work. Yeah, I pretty much agree with most of what he said there. I get I mean, the thing is, this is a show that had 
airliners colliding <laughs> over Walt's house and then uh-huh. him having a drink with the girl's daughter mm-hmm. that happened to be the one. I mean, it's like, as Walt himself said in The Fly, it's like, what are the odds? They're astronomical yeah. that that would happen. Exactly. Yeah. And Gilligan, you can't fucking lampshade that shit and make it good either. <laughs> So, like, I get – sometimes this show can get a little ridiculous, but it, it's yeah. worth it for everything else. The performances Agreed. and the tension and when the show works, it works really, really well. But mm-hmm. I will say I do not see so, – so my top three is Breaking Bad – or is Wire, Mad Men, Breaking Bad. I oh. honestly don't see Breaking Bad getting over the Mad Men hump. Hmm. See, I find it more fun to watch. Is is a thing. Well, like, regardless, I'm Mad saying... Man is good. It's probably even better um, as far as internal consistency and all that stuff. But I find Breaking Bad more enjoyable. Mm. Well, I tell you, I I I like it's the pace that Mad Men to me sets. is like a fine wine. Like you just uh-huh. sip yeah. that and like, damn, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Where uh, Breaking Bad, when it works good, is like the crystal blue, you know. <laughs> sure. Like uh, Tuco's reaction, just like, god damn, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. amazing. So, Sure. Uh, Tom in a Volkswagen says, when Walt hits 51, we'll be perfectly midway between the start of the show, uh, when he turned 50, and the flash forward be- at the beginning of season five. Speaking of the flash forward, I'm anxious to see where that goes. I'm just afraid I'll have to wait until 2013. The show has never jumped months ahead. Uh, will it in the next seven episodes? Not it necessarily has jumped, true, yeah. It, yeah, I just wanted to mention that it has jumped ahead season a, two. a few months in season two. Yeah, yep. this cancer. Uh, and, interesting point, in case you missed it, Walt has the ricin. How? Walt, because of the cigarette. Did he take it back? Or I think did... he took it back from Saul, didn't he? I don't know. Because Saul held it up in the baggie. And Walt took it and back. And I think huh? Walt took it, yeah, is what he's well, saying. Well, there's a lot of rice and diehards out there that would love to see that come back around. <laughs> yeah, Although my thing is, it seems like Walt can make ricin at will. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting those castor beans, but... That doesn't seem like it's hard. that it would be particularly hard to come by. So it's like, I, I thought feel they like... were like a controlled substance or something. Are they? I don't know. I mean, shit, there's castor oil. Uh-huh. I don't... I, I don't know. It just seems like he can synthesize that with a toaster oven and a few castor beans. <laughs> That's so true. I, I don't feel like that. You know, if Villigan uses that, more power to him. But I don't think he has to at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Cynthia B says, all the Skyler haters out there are backing the wrong villain. Heisenberg-Walt transformation from general jerk to psychopath is complete. Skyler's path from bored and boring housewife to crime boss is fascinating. I'm on board the Cynthia train. Uh, yeah, agree totally. Woo-woo. Uh, Jesse B. First off, the suspicion surrounding Gomez is bullshit. Uh, one, it has been implied that Hank and Gomez... Your email is bullshit! <laughs> one, it has been implied that Hank and Gomez have, at the very least, a semi-friendship. Gomez genuinely looked concerned for Hank when he got shot, uh, shot and conceded that he was right about the blue stuff, and even went so far as to bring up its reappearance at the most inconvenient of times for a supposedly dirty cop. Uh, Gomez is nothing more than a buddy to Hank and a DE agent. That's it. Um, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think Gomez can be dirty and also uh, Hank's buddy. And a lot of dirty cops do that dichotomy very well. Yeah. So uh, I feel like at this point, I don't know if it's Gomez or if it's Merker. 
the director. Yeah, there's speculation about that too. I really do believe somebody in the Albuquerque branch of the EA is dirty, and we're going to find yeah. that out probably in the first half of the season. And I'm going to have a big bunch of told you so's for everybody. <laughs> Jesse goes on to say, secondly, I also disagree about all the Skyler hate. Uh, about it was, time. It is only when Skyler began her criminal activity that anyone actually had a reason to complain because that is where she became a hypocrite. Yep. Uh, ironically, that is the point where fans started to embrace her when she started her criminal practices. Point of fact, yeah. I, I don't, as a man, did not dig or enjoy Skylar's relationship with her husband in season one. It was yeah. bullshit, controlling, patronizing, mm-hmm. everything you don't want is in a relationship with a female as a man. T- to be fair, though, Walt let it happen. No, I, in yeah. most, I'm like, look, um, I. Uh, one guy I know who's a uh, family therapist said the worst I've ever seen in a relationship problem, the split for blame is 55-45. So, yes, Walt has his, you know, he did let that happen, et cetera, et cetera. Still, Skyler was pretty unappealing and odious and a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah, he needs to take that veggie bacon and throw it back in her face yeah say i, I mean, want some real bacon well that's not the big problem no that's the, the big problem the, the, the war, the, it's epitomized by the birthday hand job okay the story. fair enough yeah you can't fucking stop ebaying long enough to give your man an old-fashioned yeah take the cream freeze take a lesson from your sister come on sir <laughs> that's a yeah yeah that's how you work steal a spoon <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right uh, Justin M. says the I forgive you line is like Michael kissing Fredo. That's the Godfather reference. All right. Uh, Skyler better watch her back. Prediction, Walt kills Skyler. No. Uh, so he's saying another way around. Walt's going to take out Skyler. No. Uh, once that bitch is dead, the way is cleared for. Prediction two, uh, I was catching up in the off season and had never seen season one. That's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Walt ultimately leaves Holly in Elliot and Gretchen's care when this thing ends. Mm. The audience will hate it if the baby gets killed, and Gretchen brought up that they were trying for a child. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. I like that. Because I could definitely see that with the flash forward. Yeah. He's all alone, but why would his infant daughter be dead? You know? Right. Unless unless uh, Gus, Gus came back, back from the grave to <laughs> kill his infant daughter. Your infant daughter. <laughs> uh, Ted M says how great it was to see Walt and Jesse in ski masks trying to pull off an insane crime like one of the best moments of the first season when they broke into the chemical plant to yeah. steal the methylamine. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, Back then the show was fun. Walt and Jesse faced ridiculous odds and somehow overcame them in a believable way. That's what made the show great when it first started, a kind of out-of-control criminal energy. Season four, while it had some memorable scenes, seemed to lack the same original Breaking Bad spirit of fun. I loved how this first episode of season five made a clear statement that the pace is going to be very fast, and Walt and Jesse are going to have to, a lot of fun doing it. I I agree. That's how this the series started off. It was kind of light. Almost like a dark humor. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like season five is not the time for that dark humor. I feel like the you the need- magnets the magnet plot was not fitting for a very dark season five that we need. I disagree. I think that it wouldn't be Breaking Bad if they don't have a little bit of humor to leaven. Because I mean, especially but this we early need in the season, to see Walt's it's not Jar Jar final degradation, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's not Jar Jar. 
I mean, I, I think I need a couple of yeah, bitch magnets in my life sure, to sure. deal with Great the rest one. of the bad medicine that I'm getting. All right. My opinion. Uh, Richard A. has a couple of predictions for us. He says, Pinkman will find out about Brock from Saul Goodman. Goodman will have been backed into a corner by Mr. White, forcing Goodman to use the Brock info to get Pinkman to go after Mr. White, thereby getting Mr. White off his own ass. That's a pretty solid prediction. I could see that because he's really the only one who has that information now, right? Uh-huh. And if he needs to straighten Walt out, Jesse's a perfect guy for that. Yeah. Uh, why isn't why I, I so why is Saul totally cowed by Walt? Couldn't Walt? He's could, killed a lot of people now. Saul hasn't, and and he no. Could, I mean, Walt has. Couldn't he just flip him? I mean, is yeah. that or would that lose his license? And at this point, why does he care? I don't know, man. Um, I don't. I, I, I might. That might be a question. He's for done not a lot Jim. of illegal things for. That might be a question well, to ask, not Jim, because maybe there is something like you literally a lawyer can't testify against his client. Yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, he also predicts that Pinkman will continue to become the new idea guy. Uh, we saw him come up with the idea for magnets this time. Um, How do they work, man? That's what I want to know. And he also thinks that. Uh, Walt is planning on using that huge gun on Pinkman. Uh, Pinkman will become the new king, I guess, and Mr. White will have gone from being the guy who uses science to get himself out of jams to the guy who is left with no other option to, than to use brute force. Don't uh, Interesting I, prediction. Uh, boy, that would be shocking to me if Walt kills Jesse. I can see the, ver- I can see the opposite, but it literally yeah. would... That's one. So it's probably going to happen. That's the one thing. That's one of the few things this show could do to be just make me like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What kind of dark shadow does that cast over the whole series there? And it contravenes my prediction of you know Jesse killing Walt, a la the uh, you know Nariko corridor or whatever the hell that little Mexican ditty was at the beginning. Oh of, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, uh, Marshall M. says, well, since you asked, he's talking about Death Note here. Uh, Death Note shares one major component with Breaking Bad. That is an anti-hero protagonist who starts out doing the wrong thing for the right reasons and ends up descending and destroying himself and those around him. Hmm. Um, so a lot of uh, – that's a pretty big comparison to Breaking Bad. Yeah, I would say. Uh, Brain Damage 629 didn't have any other name for this guy. So. I mean, he's a, a long-time contributor. I, re- I recognize that handle. Yeah, but we never got the Brain name. Damage. It might, he might have been a Walking Dead guy, though. Possibly. Uh, he says, I'm curious why you guys don't think the payoff in Season 2 was good enough for the build-up. Uh, <laughs> I think we kind of talked about this already. Boy, if we ever do a recap of Season 2, that's going to be <laughs> epic. That episode, I'm going to go in a full like, screaming Sam Kinison mode. Yeah, your I'm head's really? going to explode. Uh, he's got a lot of questions here, but some of them are pretty good. He says, are we supposed to believe that Huel went into Jesse's pocket, opened his pack, and got one specific cigarette out all in two seconds? No, I think we're supposed to believe that he took the pack, right? Yes. And replaced it with another full pack. Which, Because that's... Jesse says as much, I had just replaced that cigarette into a new pack this morning. Uh-huh. So it wouldn't be weird if he opened up a new pack, you know? Which, that's kind of a little bit of luck on Walt's part, but the fact that he yeah. would know what brand he smokes is not... Well, Walt had him in his hand at one point. Last well, is that, do you think that's going back? Do you think that's why he did that? No, no, no. He didn't okay. come up with that idea until sitting on his gotcha, uh, gotcha. You're right. That's the that gun. Right, but yeah. he clearly had access to Jesse's particular brand and all that stuff. Yeah, he knew it. Um, 
he also questions how Walt got the poison to Brock without being seen on such short notice. And I think we talked about maybe Saul put it in the candy. Yeah. Uh, why would Gus record anything and not just stream it instead? Um, or have encryption. Or have encryption. Yeah. yeah. So that would be hilarious GPG. if they actually they did encrypt it and they pulled that heist for nothing. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, what if there wasn't any saved footage on there? And Hank was just at a dead end. Right. And then they opened that picture thread up for him. That would be By very, pulling that heist. You know, that would be hilarious if come episode three, Hank's like in a dinner like, you know, <laughs> I thought this laptop was going to be a gold mine. It didn't have anything in it. But Instead, we got this Cayman yeah. Islands number. Yeah. Over family yeah. dinner. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. <laughs> With Walt drinking some wine. Some red wine. Uh, let's see. Uh, he predicts that Walt's going to go visit Ted in the hospital and torment him, just like Gus did to T.O. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me, Benicky. I can't move my neck. <laughs> he sits behind You're him. Behind him. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He sits up and says, Look at me. I'm literally screwed into this erector set. Oh, oh God. That would be epic. Uh, yeah, and he's... He, <laughs> Who said that? Uh, that was... Brain damage six two nine. Yeah, he's also the one who noted, brain damage uh, bitch. The the actual title of the episode is also the title of the Sopranos episode where uh, oh, Vito's on the run in New Hampshire. That, so it's the same title of the that, episode. That that, cut, that breaks it right there. Yeah, definitely breaks it bad. Um, and I think that's about it for his email. Uh, Brian from Pittsburgh says, "I know I'm always the guy complimenting a show's." Uh, cinematography but it's just in my nature so yeah amazing cinematography in this episode especially the final scene where walt forgives skylar the -the over-the-shoulder shot of walt hugging skylar reminded me of a horror movie just stunning Hmm. Uh, i really love the magnet stuff fucking magnets how do they work uh did anyone think ted wasn't dead i certainly figured him a goner just another great breaking bad twist not sure where it will go from here but as always i'm pumped to see how things will play out Uh, on another note I read an interview where Aaron Paul claimed that this show's prominent display of purple will be explained this season. Huh. Uh, not sure what they could show us, it, <laughs> but his prediction, and this would be hilarious, would be funny to find out Hank has the purple obsession and has Marie protect his masculinity by laying claim to it. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. He's always buying her purple blouses and things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's actually, he's the one that decorates all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. That's their deal. She klepto, He hides her klepto. She hides his purple obsession. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Kenna says, I was wondering if you'd be willing to stop or limit discussion on Skylar's looks slash weight. None of the male characters get this level of scrutiny. And quite oh, frankly, bullshit. as a woman, whenever the conversation shifts to her looks, it makes me roll my eyes and fast forward. We don't make I fun of I'm... Dean Norris for being fat. Well, but we've made fun of eyebrows for having noticeably large, bushy eyebrows. We made fun of Mike's ears. I mean, I think that's – every time someone says that, I don't buy it. And throughout our other cast, like if someone has a noticeable figure – and the thing is, Skylar and a gun, for whatever reason, gained a shit ton of weight. And and not even a shit ton. Because that's the other thing. It's like, goddamn. I mean, I I have found the woman attractive and – Well, she's back to looking good again. I thought she looked good in season four. That's my point. Well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I went. I think we talked about this last. And episode, I think it's, didn't it's we? more of our listeners, and that was a thing. Like people <laughs> yeah. on the internet, the mom jeans. We talked and, it. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. People on the internet fucking hate Skylar White, mm-hmm. and 
uh, are going to pick, you know, because people are kind of catty by nature when they're doing stuff like that. And I feel like that we would be remiss if we didn't mention anything. That said, I see a lot of love for Skylar going forward out of this corner. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So... Oh, but that's because she's backed out of her fighting weight. Oh. But like, I mean, that's like, does uh, are people annoyed when I bag on Lori from The Walking Dead being so pencil thin? <laughs> I don't know. I think actually someone did complain about that. But maybe so. I'm sorry. You look like a you look like a zombie. <laughs> I wanna. I'm causing it like I sees it. All right, moving on. Rick from PA says uh, the episode felt more like a creepy epilogue than a continuation of the last season. It was dark, literally. We know Villigan plans out color arcs for the characters and is very intentional with the tone and appearance of the show. So the very dark lighting and Walt's dark blue hues um, with Jesse and Skylar's blacks and grays seem to hint that it is going to be a very dark season as well as the very very dimly lit sets. Yeah. Something I, I had stopped noticing is mm-hmm. the colors on the set. I need to take more note of those. No, we're like I said, we got a little bit of... Uh... We're our, we're not up to our fighting weight yet on Breaking Bad, I don't think. Yeah, we're easing back into the the swing of things. Uh, I mean, you he, did binge watch all four seasons in the last yeah. month, so I was like, I, I think you've you've oh, done my a, history, yeah, yeah, you've done a few more reps than me, but yeah. Uh, okay, moving on, and he also says, I'm sure we'll be talking about that opening scene all season. His guess is that Walt has been disappeared and is preparing to come out of hiding, guns blazing. Someone is after him, maybe the Chileans. Mm. Mm. That's definitely another open thread that I don't think anyone's mentioned yet. Yeah, because we know Don Eladio even was scared about taking out Gus. Yep. And now that Walt has done it, that's the can of worms that Mike might have been talking about. You know? Mm-hmm. Eladio wouldn't even kill him because he know what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, Benicky is bald now. How many people are bald in this show? Everybody. The show's got a bald. I laughed out loud when I saw that. I forgot to mention. <laughs> Jesse's almost bald. He was at some point. I mean, yeah, we he's just need very close shaved. We need Walt Jr. to break bald, and we'll have the whole yeah, set. There you go. Uh, Juwan from Alabama says, I think that Hank already knows about Walt. He was in the room when the laptop was seized, and I think Hank already looked at it before they bagged it up. Um... It basically saying that that look was, you know, Hank realizing, oh, God, Walt's involved in this. Hmm. I don't know. We talked about that. Uh, the opening scene, it was assumed from the previews that uh, before the premiere that Walt was going on the run. He has an assumed identity from New Hampshire, but he is still in Albuquerque. I doubt the gun salesman traveled cross country. No, he's definitely still in Albuquerque. Uh, but if a person on the run gets a gun, he's going to want something compact and easily concealable like 38 snub nose, but that can the wall got seems like he's going on the assault, but assault on whom? Uh, you that's know, that's an interesting point because someone, uh, one of the professional recappers mentioned that Walt screwed up how long it would take to drive from New Hampshire to Albuquerque. It would be longer than 30 hours. So uh-huh. it could be that that's entirely fictitious. He's been Albuquerque the whole time and that's just part of his. Yeah. It's my prediction. All right. That's what I'm going with. Uh, also, Official? He never goes to New Hampshire? I don't think we'll ever find that out, so no. <laughs> I think that's a dead end. Pussy! Uh, <laughs> I'll have more coming up. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Uh, if Madrigal is in on it, then maybe Walt gets into business with them under the guise of the car wash and gets new equipment for a new super lab. Cool. That's a good guess. I like it. Uh, and he also pointed out that there was a Valero gas station. Uh, and he looked up Valero on Wikipedia, and there's a Valero Salamanca in Salamanca spain i think uh 
But I looked up Valero. It's a legit energies, gas, it's, and it's yeah. a legit, yeah, gas chain. They're huge. Yeah. I mean, I was formerly in that industry, and they're like a major player. But interesting connections. I mean, we're always trying to make those connections yeah, yeah, yeah. in here. Can't hate on anybody for uh, Shep writes in and says, I can't go as far as to disparage yeah, Breaking Bad, but I can't convince myself that this episode didn't do some serious shark jumping. Another person who doesn't think it was great. A uh, Whitlock. Jason Whitlock on Twitter savaged it. I, I expect that guy, too. <laughs> well, he was, I mean, yeah, obviously he's protecting his corner for... In the wire. In yeah. the wire, but... You know, he did give uh, the the he did give the show and even our podcast a little bit of love last year, and uh, I don't know. I I find myself agreeing be, with him. Is it going to be better than season five of The Wire? Well, that's what we got to consider. That's right? the thing. Season five of The Wire was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it's the reason why it's vulnerable to a potential claim <laughs> for coup. the throne by Mad Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. a Don Draper coup. Uh, he says, I know you were bothered by the airline crash, which was fine for me, but the whole magnet thing is just too far-fetched, and I just hate it. Um, also, Jesse telling Mike that he'll have to kill him first gets a Walt. Didn't he basically say the same thing to Gus? So that line's getting a little played. When Jesse kept repeating his great idea in between breaks of Walt and Mike, arguing before they finally heard him, haven't we seen this type of thing about a million times on TV? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a sitcom trope. Um, he says, I expect more original thinking from Villigan. Uh, he did like two things about it, though, in the desert. Very funny when Mike says, what is it with you guys? Uh, Saul's secretary says something similar to Walt before he broke, or after he broke in via the front door. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Right. Uh, and the sight of Beneke was quite shocking to is, me. Is that on the cost breakdown, the $10,000 front 25, door? 25, yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, yes. Saul's front door damage. I'm going to post this on Facebook. All right, do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, he also says, the sight of Benneke was quite shocking. To me, he looked like Anakin Skywalker when Luke removes the Vader mask. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He he was pale. He looked frail and bad. He says, hopefully Fonz will stay out of the water for 502. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Alex in Brooklyn says, the cold open was fantastic, and it was great to see Lawson again. Uh, note that Walt's fake name is Skyler's maiden name. We talked about that, and that's actually who I got this from. Uh, he no longer has a wedding ring on. Maybe everyone he knows and cares about is already dead at this point. Uh, also, maybe it's really his 52nd birthday since... Or it's not really his 52nd birthday since it's a fake ID. I don't buy it. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Uh, what's up with the game of chicken being played with Mike? Was that an arranged meeting? How was Mike able to drive up from Mexico? I thought Gus implied that the route needed to be walked. There are many ways south, only one way north. Hmm. Gus says that, and it, that's why they walked, him and Jesse. It does look like it's just a, a not even a dirt road. It's just like a drug running trail. Yeah. Well, you, you can't get across the border. That's why him and Jesse walked, because you can't go north in a car and get across the border. Huh. You've got to walk that. Huh. You've got to cross it like an illegal immigrant would. Huh. So I don't know where Mike was going. I don't either. What he was doing, if he was just trying to get close to the border and then walk it in? Well, but I don't think that, I think maybe the problem, I guess it's the same thing. Maybe the problem is that they didn't, I don't know. That's That actually seems like a plot hole. Yeah. I, can't, I don't think I can resolve it. Interesting. I was about to bullshit something, but I, no, I think that's a legitimate plot hole. Uh, anybody knows the Villigan, they should ask him that. Yeah. Uh, so Saul not only knows about the ricin, but also knows that Brock was poisoned at Walt's behest. That makes him a huge liability, unlike the Jane situation where no one but Walt knows what happened. Saul now has a unique power to turn Jesse against Walt. 
another one who thinks that that might happen. Um, and what do you guys think will be the significance of the discovery of Gus Cayman Island bank accounts? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, we've already uh, talked about the possibilities there. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Jody D says, regarding the opening scene of the season premiere of Breaking Bad, my first instinct was that it was a flash forward, but upon second viewing and further thought, did Walt look a little younger? Could Walt have a past life that we don't know about? No. I'm just rolling with this speculation, man. No. (laughs) And Walter White is his new alias? Hmm? He's been such a bumbling idiot in previous seasons that I tend to think not, but maybe he's just that good of a liar. Perhaps some food for thought. This is Townsend Mr. Ripley crap. <laughs> His face was a rocky crag. He did not look younger. We've seen Brian Cranston look younger in previous episodes. This was not uh, that. All right. Fair enough. Shooting down our listeners. His face looked right. like... I think a first time. His face looked too. like... Shame I, on I you. I think I've used this before, but his face looked like a hat full of buttholes covered in shaggy hair. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, our... Official podcast critic Daniel WB writes in, says, great episode to kick off the season. Holy he, he shit. He loved it. What? He is, He's all over it. He's. I think he just picks whatever spot that we're on and then goes opposite. <laughs> How would he know? He's a con- contrarian. How would he even know? He stalks know? us on Facebook. He gets this. He gets the early mm. kind of like vibe. Yeah. And then he yeah. puts the anti-spin on it. Uh, he says, in fact, they haven't really dropped the ball since The Fly. I do, <gasps> however. He didn't like The Fly? Yeah, he's the one who hated the fly. <laughs> I love the fly. We're being trolled by the professional <laughs> podcast critic at this point. I think so. Uh, I do, however, have a beef with the new seasonal split theme at AMC. Clearly dollar-driven. It's a slippery slope to a 12-episode season where we get a season premiere every month, comic book style. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> the, system, the system has worked since the beginning of television, so why tinker with it? Reminds me of the way, and you'll love this reference. I have no idea what he's talking about. Reminds me of the way the college football bowl games were ruined when they blew up New Year's Day and spread the games out over a month. Yeah. And we all lost interest. Or the insidious bye week in NFL. I don't yeah. know anything about that. I, I don't. I don't, man. I don't know. Because clearly television is under siege right now. And I think in our generation the way things have quote-unquote always worked are going to be completely redefined. There won't be TV like we're talking, in the traditional form in a good 20 years, you know? we were talk- I was talking to one of my, our friends that are into Breaking Bad, and they don't have cable, and they're downloading it on iTunes, mm-hmm. and they were, it was last night at like 11 o'clock at night, and they're like, but the fuck, it still hasn't downloaded yet. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's like, that's the death knell of television, and the reason that they can't download it is because of TV trying to protect its own interests. Yeah. Like, they want to have the airwaves and all that kind of stuff and the cable waves or whatever. So I think it probably will get worse and weirder before it gets better, and the other thing is it's working for breaking – it's working for AMC. Absolutely, it's working. And I got to say, AMC's – This is the highest-rated episode of Breaking Bad of all yeah. time, and when season uh, five – point two comes back it's going to be the highest rated and if they did all in one season you'd have less and less and less and less and maybe a small spike for the finale it's yeah it works man but here's the other thing amc's willing to switch up the formula which means they might be willing to consider this whole internet thing you know the thing that's been going on for the last did you hear what they're doing to dish 
they streamed the season premiere live. They yeah. live streamed the season premiere for dish, dish customers to, to, to give them an fu on the dish deal. So mm-hmm. like clearly. This is something the AMC is is, can, is is playing with and considering. Yeah, so that could be a good thing. And they're doing a lot of stuff, like this insidious practice of waking you wait to see... <laughs> Previews for the next episode. During the, the commercial next... of the next shitty thing that they're trying By the to way, that local security police, terrible. Is it? Fucking horrible. Is it? I didn't like it, no. It I... was maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Daniel WB goes on to say, what do you think of the rapid Walter White transformation from the panic days of Carl's space to this because I say so junior Gus? Don't like it. You don't, don't like it, it at all. thought it was too sudden? They thought haven't was, been building uh, this? See, I, I thought him killing Gus gave him the confidence that he needs to be the kingpin. But he, man, some of, the, some of that was so lucky. But you know Walt doesn't see it as that. Walt sees it as That's I did this. true, true. I don't know. Uh, my first reaction was this doesn't seem believable. This seems to be a perversion of a couple of different characters, Mike included. Hmm. So okay. there you go. That's my take. Uh, well, Daniel WB still roots for him, even though he's morphed into a huge prick with uh, Prince Albert on the end. <laughs> well, as a contrarian, <laughs> I can see why he would still be rooting for Walter White. Yeah, he would. Uh, Nick CR says, I was thinking about... The Swiss came bank account numbers revealed behind Gus photo. They are unnecessary clues unless they lead to Gus background in Chile or they link magical electromotive with Gus Chilean background. Uh, magical will already be on the DEA investigation list for owning Los Poyos Hermanos. Sure. Nick's the guy that guys has got the Tucker's hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at WordPress.com. Uh, Tucker's hole.blogspot.com. I thought it was WordPress. WordPress or blogspot. You it's whatever to- Google owns. They own blogspot. Blogger, you mean? Blogger? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll get I'm pretty it. sure look if you up. Google Tucker's Hole, no, he's the up. number one Just, result. Yeah, right, Google you, Tucker's you Hole, talking. he is the number one result. Um, supplying equipment to the Super Lab and for being mentioned in Gail's notebook. The account numbers are connected to whoever Gus was raising money for. And if it wasn't magical alone, it must be something to do with his background in Chile. Uh, I think these numbers will link the two or be a lead towards the Chile connection, which... I agree. I think that's where they're going with this. Tuckershold.wordpress.com, bitch. Cool. I also Googled total whore and your mom was the number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, that's got to be where they're going with this Swiss bank account. They have to connect Gus's Chilean background, right? They've made such a big deal about it. Yeah. Like everybody that would was be scared a about Very it. weird uh, detail that Villigan puts in and then not revisits. Yeah, I, certainly. It, it's just, it's base. Is he, he going to make seasons five satisfying or not? And he's not yeah. going to satisfy everybody. Sure. But I feel like there's those. Are, that's one of the big questions that have to be for this to be considered satisfying. Definitely, I'm with you. Um, also, he's on board with uh, Skyler being a very interesting character this season, uh, as am I. Aaron A says, "I keep hearing people mention that in the pilot, Skyler spells out fifty with Walt's turkey bacon." So this makes me wonder. Uh, if the bacon number callback in the flash forward is something that happens in the series finale, full circle. Uh, I hope not because both... It would be... Okay, keep going. Uh, I hope not, both because I want that scene explained sooner and also because I don't really want to know anything about what happens in the series finale. Uh, so I hope I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe this could be a cool memento type thing and mm-hmm. that's the opening scene of the last episode. See, I was wondering with the fake ID. That would be awesome. That he, would be cool. I kind of want that to happen now. 
that that's the last that's the opening yeah. scene of episode 16 and just as it opened with the bacon it didn't open but you know what i mean that wasn't the yeah. first thing we saw or uh, I, I mean it depends on how hopeless this situation is and why he needs such a ridiculous gun uh, if this is a very, very clear suicide mission, like unmistakably suicide, that could be even the very last moment of the series, mm-hmm. you know, where he goes out to his trunk, he's got yeah, this just, gun, and it just ends. Uh, a machine gun's not a very practical weapon for a single man. <laughs> Definitely not. You need a squad yeah. to really use that weapon. Um. Also, she asks if we need to... Uh, find out exactly how Walt got the poison to Brock to be satisfied. Nope. I'm already yep. over that. Same here. I think In they've fact, done think, enough to explain I it. I think they did way, almost, uh, not too much, but they did. Uh, if you're not satisfied by the explanation you got in the oh, season opener, then I don't. I think you're going to be unsatisfied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our second Aaron, Aaron P, writes in, says about halfway through Aaron the last Paul? season. Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul's a fan? No, no, no. E-R-I-N. Oh, E-R-I-N. Okay. Yeah, unless he's using a pseudonym, a she. poor pseudonym. If it's an E-R-I-N, it's a, it's a she. Maybe Walt gave him this pseudonym. She. Her. No, but if it's an Aaron, if it's oh, actually Aaron oh, Paul writing it. got you. You know? Got you. Because the last uh, name maybe is... Maybe he should change his name to Aaron Lambert. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that uh, Skylar's maiden name, Pendragon? <laughs> no. Pettigrew. That's what it Lambert. is. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Aaron P., about halfway through last you season. You have to learn to find out a steamrolling gym. For the third time, <laughs> Aaron P., about halfway through last season, one of you offhandedly joked, yeah, Hector's going to blow Gus up with his little bell or something along those lines. I figure that's got to be worth at least five points in the prediction scale, even if it was a joke. No effing way did we do that. I don't know. I honestly can't remember, but <laughs> I think she had been recently listening to last season's episodes. So I, that's a li- God. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should go back and re-listen to yeah. them. Too bad. No official predictions there. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, and finally, Mike M says, I have just one quick prediction I haven't heard elsewhere. Um Walt's new success and maniacal pride will drive him to reconnect with Elliot Gretchen and Gray Matter. He'll do something unnecessary. Boastful. That's what the machine guns for. <laughs> Jesus, why would he murder them? <laughs> well, he already, cool. he already burned up one of the two FUs and and Breaking Bad on him. I think you know that's uh, yeah. It's all about overkill, machine gun. Uh, no, that's not what Mike's predicting here. He's predicting that he'll do something unnecessary, boastful, and vindictive, like. Buying out the company and purposely running it into the ground. <laughs> like we thought he was going to do with the car wash, right? Remember our, Didn't we predict that at one point? Yeah, yeah. That was one of your strong predictions. Or, or open up a car wash across the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just and reduce prices with the, free, with the drug cent. money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. That would have been, I think, maybe a better plot. That's one of our favorite things to do, by the way, is to sit around and fantasize about owning a company <laughs> and all the crazy-ass things we do. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a podcast on that one day. Yeah. It'll be a blue yonder. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's it. I've got one email uh, from Luke R., which is spoilery, so I didn't put it in there. Oh, we're um, going to have a spoiler section tonight? Uh, we could. We could. I certainly can't read it here. Okay. It has spoilers. All right. Uh, but that's it for the feedback. You want to do an outro? I would like to. Uh, so... Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in on this feedback uh, and uh, the feedback, the mailbag, uh, you can do send us an email at breakinggood at baldmove.com. And I will just warn you ahead of time the response is 
somewhat overwhelming, and uh, we yeah. do our best to read it all, but there's going to be a lot of things that get skipped over and condensed and maybe even left out, and we apologize in advance, but we do read everything that we get, so thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, get a little bit more instant reaction, you can do that, uh, facebook.com slash baldmove, or tweet at Jim, uh, Twitter at baldmove. Um, what else am I missing? The two primary ways to support us right now are leave iTunes. Us iTunes reviews, uh, and the link to do so is in the show notes. Uh, give us a positive review and, and, and tell us uh, what you like, what you don't like, whatever. Uh, second is using our Amazon affiliate link, amazon.baldmove.com. Anything, you go to that link, anything that you buy there, we get a little tiny cut of the Jeff Bezos gravy. So we get a yeah. cut. Somehow we cut the gravy. It's it's involves magnets. Magnets. 21 and, uh, wired in parallel, 21 wired in series. The hydrochloric it splits acid. It, it splits it like Moses in the Red Sea. It's this really freaky effect we're going to have to put on YouTube. It's uh, red phosphorus. Second thing is we actually have been approached with a few advertising opportunities. I want to float this out there. How you guys would feel about an audible.com? Is, is anyone hate that company or is there anything that we need? Is like any dirt under fingernails? I kind of like that's that might be a thing that we do and we it wouldn't be for every podcast but be a few a month and hmm. want to see what what people would think about that. Uh did I cover everything? I think so. All right, this feels like a long cast. Let's It is. We need it's to about kick an hour it, 40. We need to kick it to spoilers. Oh my god, Let's do it's it. not even the fucking can you imagine this finale? The series finale? Oh god. Lord almighty. Well, that's it for the cast. Uh Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Thanks for listening, sticking with us through to the second season of our uh, – the the first second season we've done as a podcasting uh, crew. Yeah, first boomerang really season. It. Yeah. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you in the spoiler section. with the spoiler section let's go ahead and run the preview for next week next episode of amc's breaking bad to your investigation i pledge madrigal's full cooperation and transparency we're here to talk partnership three ways you jesse and me who killed gus haven't i told you not to worry about that there's gold in the streets just waiting for someone to come for a longer look at the next episode of Bring- Whoa. Some cool stuff there. Very cool. So did we see the ricin again? I don't I was trying to Was s- that vile ricin? I was trying to figure that out myself. I don't I honestly don't know. It looked a little longer than the ricin vial. Um yeah, and did we see was that Jesse pushing a silenced pistol up to an eye hole? I don't know who that was. And who the was door? walking up to the door? Was it Walter Mike? I don't, I don't know, and we've got the magical electromotive people pledging full cooperation with a skeptical-looking mic mm-hmm. in the foreground. Um, and they're trying to forge a three-way alliance between Jesse, Mike, and Walt. Yep. Walt's approaching Mike with that. How do you think that's going to go down? I don't know. I think yeah, that's bad news. That's going to be the classic uh, Europe cannon waiting to blow up, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, yep. a bomb, and tick, I'm not going to be there. Ticking, yep. Yeah, so... Uh, action-packed. What's your spoiler email? 
Uh, Lucar writes in, says, an actress named Laura Frazier is going to be in season five as a former associate of Gus Fring. Uh-huh. This could be very interesting, but I really hope she isn't his wife or something predictable like that, because I always pictured Gus as being gay and without a family for some reason. Well, we read that last we- week, I believe. Did we read this email? Yes. Oh, well, then fuck that email. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, that it's not. It's not going to be his wife. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, they had, well, we talked about the redhead Scottish girl, right? Uh-huh. Who's going to be involved uh, and who was cast very recently. Right. Um, I think that what I've heard is this actually – According to Daniel Feinberg of the Firewall and Iceberg podcast he does with Alan Suppenwall, hmm. she's the least favorite thing that he's seen in the, I think, first four episodes that they've seen. And oh. she's a Scottish actress, and she plays an American accent, and it's awful. Which Great. is kind of an AMC thing. Is it? Getting English actors to do an awful American accent. True, Rick Grimes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do Rick Grimes. No. I'm not feeling Save it. it. Save it for the <laughs> podcast, the real one. Well, right. Okay. No, I'm well, not do it. Uh, then I don't have any other spoilers since you <laughs> vetoed that email. Cut your shit right off. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like we talked long enough, so let's get let's yeah, kick this pig. Definitely have. Let's load it up on the intertubes. All right. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. Later.